Are you ready to learn what red flags keep an eye out for when looking for love? Then we got you covered. I'm Brianna. And I'm Alex. And this is the podcast where we unpack reality TV and call out the bullshit. So that you show up confidently while dating and in relationships. Welcome to Dish to the Script. to you good morning good morning (laughs) it's my afternoon but good morning good afternoon how are you Mm, good you know what i feel like there's a lot of um balancing of adult responsibilities that you know what i mean you like can't ever catch up on the things that you need (laughs) to do yeah um yes yeah. I had I had a friend come over the other day after work and there's like four bags of recycled cans just sitting in my <laughs> kitchen and so the next morning I was like this isn't okay I need to take these out I was a little embarrassed I know so, yes I very much know that I don't take care of something well and that's sort of like the constant right like I think that everyone at like at any point of adulthood is more or less struggling to like complete a to-do list. Like there's just always new shit to take care of. There's always like, there's always things that are unfinished and usually I'm pretty good at just taking it on the chin going day by day. But like lately it's really getting to me. It's really like, it is so hard. I mean, like this is a first world like American problem, but it's really hard to like stay stay up to date with all of the needs of your job stay up to date with all of the needs of like your projects on the side if you have those stay keep like to keep going to the gym to keep making sure that you're like making a lot of your food to like manage your budget to talk to your friends to talk to your people to take care of your animals like it's things always get sacrificed and that is normal but (laughs) right now I'm like could someone just take everything off my plate for a minute yeah. and so for I real. could just float I want to be in a in the saltiest ocean that exists and just float and not be worried about what time I need to go back yeah okay all right I'm down um I so feel this I feel like it's kind of been a week like that there was also a full moon the other night so mm, Leo full moon is that a, is Aquarius. that a Leo full moon oh Aquarius. Do you know anything about what that means to be in the Aquarius full moon? I looked it up for me the night that it happened, but I don't remember what it said. (laughs) Okay, cool. It said, the moon said, go to the water. Go to the water. Yeah, I mean, always in the water, baby. How Um, often do you, um, like, take a a shocking dip in your pool? the complex is cool right now not it's so hot out that the pool is bath water so like not often right now yeah it's like not even (laughs) refreshing Mm. um but you know I'm interested to see in the like cooler summer months meaning like September October yeah (laughs) because it's still freaking hot here yeah yeah um (laughs) yeah what that vibe will be like it'll be nice okay cool sure yeah maybe in the winter uh, Do you have well, a pool? I don't have a, <laughs> no, I don't have a pool. Uh, my parents have one, but similar thing. It's like hot. And also because, um, their dog, Lucy, who's a lab, she swims yeah. in it every day. So honestly, the pool is just also Hair. 
10%, yeah, dog hair. Yeah. So not exactly enticing. Sometimes yeah. I'll dip in the ocean when when I take the dog, but it's nice. it's hot. It's beautiful, but the water's yes. hot. Yeah. Atlanta Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean is like bath water too. Pacific is freezing. Pacific's Black cold, water. but you know what? The Atlantic Ocean water is only hot down here because it's hot all the that time. That makes sense because it's We're, the south. <laughs> yeah, in New, like in New Jersey um, or in Massachusetts, like the be- beaches on Massachusetts. Wow. The beaches yeah, in Massachusetts. Okay. You got it. <laughs> Hooked on comics, um, baby. The- <laughs> Um, they only, out. you got to, sometimes you just got to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> they only, um, I'm so grateful for this conversation. It's putting me in such a better mood than I was in. Um, those, be- those waters only, uh, they only get hot like September and then September rolls around and like, you can't go to the beach anymore. Cause it's like, and then it's not freezing. the time. Yeah. And it's freezing. Like it's freezing until august may <laughs> yeah <laughs> the water is no the water is cold for really long oh time. i thought we were talking about i thought we were talking about the actual the weather, weather. No, no the water no the water the water's freezing i hear you okay wow <laughs> we are on well, one this morning we, we sure are okay i want to make a comment about love island before we roll okay. in yeah let's do it like this is the last week this is it. Sort of. Yes. No, it is. There's just the last one episode. episode. I know. And like, which is so lame. It's like, can you not just give it to us all? It's one freaking episode. Give us the last episode. For like, real. throw us I'm a annoyed. bone. Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating because you know what the thing is, is like, we're not going to cover it on this podcast. Like, and to be fair, like the, the work that you and I are doing here. It doesn't matter who wins fucking Love True. Island. It does not matter. But I kind of, I do want to know and I want to talk about it. I know. <laughs> we will. Man. We will. I just don't know if it's going to get its whole, its all whole episode. No, it's not. Because it's like, you know, an hour, a 40 minute episode and we have an hour and a half long podcast. A hundred percent. These episodes, like, there's a bu- there's a bunch that goes down, but I couldn't imagine covering ep- every episode with a podcast. Oh my gosh! Episode no. to follow, we would yeah no, <laughs> no. But you know what? It's been a ride. It's been such a ride. It's been a good ride. Yeah, yeah. There are things that we've learned. There are takeaways. Very. Um, yes. for you. I mean, obviously we were watching this season in a really different way than we've watched other seasons. Cause like with pen and paper and, you know, intention, mm-hmm. but how does this season compare to the seasons that you've watched in the past? Um, I feel that it wasn't too different. I think Casa Amor is the biggest difference from this early seasons that I watched. So that was interesting for me to kind of wrap my mind around. Um, But I think Casa like proposes such a, oh my God, I hate this word, but for lack of a better way to put it, test of the connection. Um, Mm. And what I mean by test, it's not even test of the connection, it's test of someone's emotional maturity. That's what kind of Mm. test is Mm -hmm. in my mind. So I feel like you learn a lot about a person during those Casa days because like 
if they are emotionally mature, if they are self-aware, if they know what their own tolerance and threshold is for like, this is how I would want to be treated. So this is how I'm going to treat this person. Like there's a lot of, you see who considers that and who doesn't. So for me, I think like that was my biggest, like, you know, fascination with this season since Mm. it's the first time I've watched the season with Casa more. Um, So yeah. True. Managing stress. Um, it, yeah, it feels like it was about managing stress. Like, uh, we, you and I talk about this on the show a lot, but like, if you're really looking to get to know someone and see if they're like a good fit for you as a partner, like you want to see how they do, uh, when they are, are emotionally tested. So angry, frustrated, sad, stressed out. And I certainly don't mean create those opportunities. Horny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Alone. Um, yeah, I don't mean create those opportunities, but like be around a person while they, yeah, be observant while you like share and navigate like the ups and downs of life together or separately. Um, for me, well, I think that I enjoyed the couples. I wish that I got to see more of, I think what I've liked about other seasons in the past was like, like the friendships that have like that developed like I I feel like we really didn't get to see too many like hilarious takeaway moments from their friendships um it seemed really focused on the couples which is obvious because it's the show but also like the older seasons in particular I did like the group of people like I thought that they were like they have like a down-to-earth quality about them but the 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 earlier seasons were just far more like uncut and like social media played less of a role in those people's lives As always. and right. And they also like did not, they were not prepared for some of the consequences that would come. I felt like this season they played it very safe as far as like hooking up or also even the games where they would, there have been games where they'll take sound bites from people's conversations throughout the season that were like, they never thought they would see the light of day. And then they would like ask all of the Islanders to guess who said it. I remember that game. Yeah. Yes. Like savagery. I didn't feel like we got enough savagery. So Brie wanted more drama. I guess, which is surprising. (laughs) No, good. To each their own girl. Yeah. 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 I, but it is interesting that like, as we, cause same with bachelor, like if you go watch some of the, original seasons of bachelor the entire show is filmed differently the intent is different like it seems way more focused on like relationships and then like as the bachelor and bachelorette and bachelor in paradise have progressed in that whole entire franchise it's now turning into like clout and social media following and their future and like it's more drama less about genuine love and relationships so it's interesting that like as a reality show around dating progresses in its time it does slowly and but surely become more about that than the true relationship love side of it all mm, um totally you know? yeah so yeah i just interesting observation there there's well, a lot all, of interesting uh, observations <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Similar to like Bachelor productions afterwards, it's like um, Love Island also has like a big funnel of like entertainment, like professional opportunities after these seasons air. So it's interesting. I I almost wish I would 
believe in the intent behind these shows, if they really just like pick these people up from regular people land, put them on the show and then put them back in regular people land instead of being like, and now you can be a host on ITV two specials and, and bachelorette, like you could be part of all of these other bachelor affiliated um, opportunities. It's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like great to explore those other potentials for, you know, those other professional opportunities, but it's like, kind of want to see these couples just like go back to regular life and like navigate life stress. Yeah. Give us like a Love Island spinoff. That's like kind of like maps, but like Love Island after the villa and like watch, let's see how they progress. You know what I mean? Like that would be interesting for me. How do they acclimate to the outside world with their new relationship and all of the new temptation with people throwing themselves at you and sliding into your DMS, you know, Mm. I would be interested to see that. Hell yeah, because that's what's going to happen now they're public people. Oh, Jesus. I feel like <laughs> some of them because I, like, I feel like I can see some writing on the wall with a little bit of these things. I also would love to see, and sadly this would never fucking come to fruition, which is really sad when we think about it. I'd love to see a show where not everyone has to be sexy as fuck. Like, yeah. can we have normal, average looking people? Which, by the way, that's not a knock at anyone. Yeah. But I'm tired of having this standard of like men need to look like this, women need to look like this, be shoved down our throats and spoon fed to us when it's like everyone's beautiful, everyone has something unique to offer. But when we idolize shows, it's like it creates so much self-shame on so many women and men for different things. And it's like I'm just over it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. I would love to see uh, a variety of bodies. I would love to see... Um, just a lot of, a lot of diversity in a a number of other areas. It's also just like, it reinforces so many like stereotypes that we work really hard to get away from as far as like, uh, just gender norms. Um, and it's hard, you know, it's easy to get sucked into the, to these shows. I really think like my theory is that the, the, the very vibrant colors sort of draw you all the way in or they do for me where it just makes it more pleasing to the eye to even watch so I'm like all of a sudden bought in but it's like you know the way that we treat the way that we treat men when they date a lot and like they're not really like hold held accountable to it versus the way that we treat women and I just there was a lot there was a lot in this season for sure a lot okay let's cover our last week of Love Island yeah, kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, so you sad? A little sad. About what? I'm, I don't know. I'm just noticing it. Like literally, <laughs> as we're recording mm. this episode. Before I was like, "Yes, let's be fucking done with this show." And then, Feel like it. as you said that, I was I felt a sadness kind of come over Aww. my body. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel the same way that I did when we were wrapping up Married at First Sight. Married at First Sight, I was like, I can't with Mark the shark and Lindsay Lindsay. and the social media brigade. I can't do do it anymore. Oh, Oh, I don't think they're together. We should check up on them. I'm going to look right now. You intro (laughs) Love Island. I'm checking. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, This week. uh, Oh, you know where we start this week? Keep, keep working. The baby. We start the, no, the talent show. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Tucker's favorite part. 
Tucker's favorite part. Oh, poor Tucker. He's hiding. Um, there's thunder rolling and he's like, his whole body is probably quaking right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Do you have an idea of what's going on? Oh my God. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Mark the Shark's photo and let's just, or photos on Instagram and Lindsay is not in any of them. <laughs> okay. They split up. 100%. They probably got a divorce. But you know what 100%. sucks? They could have what? gotten help getting a divorce while on this show. That means they had to like tackle it legally by themselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yep. No. Yep. Ooh, let's see if Chris has married anybody or found anyone yet. Nope. Looks like Chris is still single currently too. But he's selling his mm. houses. All right. Good That's for the him. update on Chris That's and all Mark. We- Moving on. <laughs> Definitely no one wants to know what's going on with Alyssa, so. (laughs) We definitely don't. That was rude. (laughs) Alyssa, move to Texas. Go find you a cowboy. Go find your blue-eyed, eagle, tatted man. Cowboy. You know, sometimes, sometimes when I see, like, random dudes on Instagram that have, like. Eagle tats. I'm like, that's the one. I'm like, should we DM? (laughs) Oh, my God. I dare you. Share that profile. Slide into her DMs. Be like, I found him. I'm gonna do I don't that. know if That's I don't know I if I want to sick that like uh that like energy? innocent individual onto yeah oh Jesus her energy, her yeah. energy was wild. Hopefully she's like done some work. Okay, all right, we're being really mean, so it's, it's time to jump off it. It's, it's time the to Aquarius come off full it. moon. Ooh, she made us I'm mean. <laughs> <laughs> she made us mean that moon. Okay, we're sorry, Alyssa. So we start. We just want you to get help. Okay, we're moving. Yeah. <laughs> like in a nice way. I mean, that was so no, no, much no. love. I know, I know, but that actually is the most Aquarius shit that someone could say, which is. <laughs> I have a lot of Aquarius in my chart. A lot of Aquarius. I do. Well, it can come out in the way of like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm, I really mean this for the betterment of you. Like, you need help. But it's like an earnest dig. It's like earnest, but it's like a plea for help. I know you do. Oh, goodness. Okay. okay. Um, Love Island. <laughs> Love Island, specifically the Love Island talent show. Yes. Where? Oh, my God. Some was there anything? I, some of it was great. Some of it was really bad. I'm surprised there weren't like more talented singers. However, we learn much later in the week that Ekinsu has a beautiful voice. Yeah. In like the weirdest be- way too. I did not like that. It irked me. I was like, oh, so now you're gonna you're gonna sing over your baby or whatever, but like obnoxiously loud so that everyone in the room knows that you're a fucking Christina Aguilera in disguise. hundred percent. But why yeah. not for the why not for the talent show? I don't know, because that would have been the time. I would have loved that, to see her go I up there and, and like and sang her freaking heart out. Because, like, what she did do, the whole monologue, like, just, okay, we're recapping talent shows. So, Ekin, for her talent, was the drama queen. She crowned herself drama queen and came out and gave a speech and was kind to every single person. But that was, like, ick factor for me, because it felt super not genuine. Yeah. So it's like, I would have rather her saying with that glorious voice of hers instead of, you know, saving it for a really awkward time later. Yeah, she she did like a weird pageant roast, which like, I, I want to open more up about like the theories about Ekansu later, but 
for now, <laughs> listen, we don't, we don't have all of the information that we would need about Ekin's background and like the longevity of her patterns to be able to be like, okay, yep, narcissistic behaviors, tendencies. But from what we are able to see, we use her as a, as a model for a lot of those behaviors because they, uh, <laughs> they show up because they're they just there. Up. So the pageant, the pageant speech, this like overwhelmingly like generous with the compliments pageant speech is sort of like a, like a, a cartoonish version of that behavior that a lot of narcissists present in the beginning of their relationships, which is like, I really want to make you feel so good. I want to make you feel really special. I want to make you feel really seen because that helps me feel, that helps you feel close to me. Right. Right. So it just felt like a, like, oh, okay, that's your talent. <laughs> You're a narcissist. <laughs> when really she has a, yeah, when really she has a beautiful voice, it's like, man, I would have loved to Show have it. heard that. Yeah. Like for real heard it too. Um, so that makes me sad. And also like, it was just weird. It was weird. It was weird. Moving on. We have Adam with the cards. <laughs> I loved that. I'm not going to lie. Too. Adam was doing magic and I was like, uh-oh, this could actually be the worst thing in the world and it's going to be yeah. really he did sad and secondhand, secondhand embarrassing for all of us. But he did a really good job. And I loved his little comment later on where they were like, like, Adam, you killed the magic. He was like, I've been doing it since I was a kid. Like, I got loads of tricks. <laughs> so cute. I think it's adorable. Yeah. Like yeah. that makes sense. So like that was really cute. And I liked how he played. He was just Adam up there doing his card tricks. He wasn't like putting on like a magician persona, a magician persona. Whoa. Mm -mm. What was that sound? Did you hear that? Oh, um, a gnarly thunderstorm. Okay, cool. Love it. Like I didn't know oh. if that was here or there. No, it's here. I can, it like blew my fence open, but I'll deal with that later because it's also okay. pouring. So I'm not but going out there. Cool. Love it. All right. I'm here <laughs> for the, uh, here for it. Listen, store. listen, this is recording in Florida, baby. Yes. Okay. So Adam did great. Let's see who else. Okay. We have Gemma and Paige who do like a karaoke sing along dance dance thing. They did a great, they did a great job. It was really fun to see Gemma like totally lead from her body. It yes. was fun. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I actually really enjoyed theirs. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Um, we had Danica doing a dance, which was predictable and not at all like a dance that I thought was going to show up. Oh, we froze. Are we back? Oh yeah. I'm you're, you're I lost your picture, but I can. I can hear you, but you're choppy. Okay. Um, okay. So we were talking about Danica who dances and she does a kick-ass job, obviously. She dances and it's like, you know, I think maybe I was underwhelmed by the dance because it was so expected. Exactly. I'm with you. I was underwhelmed by it too because of course she's going to dance. Now, let's not look. Girl can fucking dance, right? And that's her dance. world. And what I really love about Danica is that her sexuality, like the way she presents herself is like this is mine to give away. Like she has mm. that kind of confidence about her. Totally. Um, but I agree that it's like, girl, we've seen you dance and kill it every that's the way you came in. 
we saw it on that night that it was like the stripper night or whatever like she has killed it and so yeah i feel you when it was like of course she's gonna dance but like do you have any other talents can you lick your elbow yeah like come do something silly like i i love that Tasha, who also can dance, was like... Oh, my like, God. <laughs> that was... I had so much respect for her. I was like, get it, girl. <laughs> I thought it was adorable. I What I also loved even more about that was how everyone, like, rallied for her. They Agreed. Were like, yeah. They were like, keep going. Like... Yeah. And they were just like, she absolutely smashed it, even though she yeah. definitely didn't. That She's was not a singer, really cute. but... She- what- I thought it was cute, too. It was adorable. Was there any acts in particular that gave you, like, the worst secondhand embarrassment? Um, let me think. I guess, like, India. But, like, the thing is, is, like, I'm only embarrassed when I feel the person is embarrassed. Does that make sense? So, like, like, Luca, tone deaf AF, but doesn't care. So, like, do I, am I embarrassed for him? No. Whereas, if he was, like, thinking he was hot shit and did that, I would be embarrassed for him. You feel gotcha. Me? Yeah, I do. So, like, I, I wasn't really embarrassed by anyone because it, everyone was fine. I guess except Ekin. I kind of yeah. was a little, because I was like, this just isn't, like, nice try. Weird. It's weird. Why are you being weird? Yeah. Like, that was probably the one that was the most, like, no, I really wish yeah. she would have just sang. sang yeah, I w- sang. sang. Yeah. <laughs> Sung. I am not I, a grammar person. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish she sang. I didn't know that she could, but she yeah. didn't. So I thought also, it would have been cool. Was fucking cute too. Davide's was adorable. He came out fucking in his like. Fucking with the Davide. <laughs> yeah, it was adorable. I loved that it. was that was really entertaining to watch. I loved Andrews. Andrew like came out and did like I a faux. He did like a real estate oh, like, yes. presentation, but he ended, but it was like a secret roast. A roast. It was a roast yeah. of everyone. He crushed it. He yeah, crushed he it. I thought that that, that was, was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it was yes. hot. Yeah. Because yeah. it yeah. was funny. It was his. It was his zone of genius, but everyone was like into it. Like it's. Yeah. I never would have thought of that. Like obviously, that's what he does for a living. But like he mm-hmm. made it approachable and fun for them and relatable for them which is what talent shows are all about so 100%. it was just kind of genius because he was like i'm gonna take you through like the certain landscapes of the villa and then like bring up all of these memories but also like roast all of you motherfuckers yeah it was i thought it was great um lucas gave me secondhand embarrassment because it was just so bad and he like Here's the thing, like, I agree. I don't think that he really gives a shit, but he also does care what people think about him. So I could I know. sort of, like, I felt it. Um, India's made me laugh. I mean, outside yeah. of the fact that Tucker was like, what I know. am I like, hearing? What the fuck is that sound? He, he thought he was being called to war. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I love how much it made her laugh, and I love how much it made everyone else laugh. Like that was just. She was like, maybe if I crouch down and I don't look at you guys. Like I thought, I thought that that whole bit was just pure joy. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that those are sort of our notes on 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 the the talent uh, show. I think the only thing that's significant that really took place after the talent show was the um, Ekin and Davide like the spat. 
And here's the thing. I'm so over it. I'm so I'm over, over it, it too. I'm not even going to break down like the details of how they, how a spat became a spat. But like, here's the so thing stupid. is like, I think that Ekin truly like gets off on creating moments of tension with yeah. Davide to like be in a, um, a position where she feels like really slighted and wants to like take like a, like I'm pissed at you role and I wonder if she has a chip on her shoulder that she's always been made out to be a victim so she wanted to sort of like like or, or rather she that makes, she was always the villain yeah. so that she wanted to like be victimized in this moment where yeah. it's like he pissed me off but she doesn't take those those fights seriously at all and so that tells me like she's not actually pissed no. she's not pissed about anything she's just starting no. shit Davide also does a really good job of not letting her control him like because mm. typically I feel, especially when we're, if we're going to go talking about, and I agree with what Bree said earlier, like, I don't know her well. And by the way, not qualified to diagnose over here. However, I think that like Bree was saying, there has been enough of a pattern with her that personally, I feel confident using narcissistic tendencies for her behavior is mm. fine. A lot of times when people uh, are dealing with someone who is trying to manipulate them or, like you said, position themselves as the victim, it causes the other person to, like, overly extend. And Davide mm. doesn't let that happen. So instead mm. of him being like, but I love you so much, Ekin, and you mean the world to me, and, like, like literally, like, just overly affirming her, which is a lot of times why people position themselves as the victim to get that reassurance in a passive way. Um, he doesn't do that. He like stays strong. True. So, it, uh, so she can't wallow for too long because she knows it's not going to work on him. So then mm. she just flips it into laughter because that's, they can like laugh it off. It's so awkward. Yeah. It's so she, like, gives awkward. It up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Which it's, it I'm just, glad. It reads as super fucking fake. Like it is. Shit it's is, not is genuine. Fake. Which like, is it's not serving her to set this precedent because when something really does bother her now, he's not going to take her seriously. Right. You know, like right. she's seriously shooting herself in the foot with this pattern she's setting. Yeah. Because all, you already see it. Like when he, when, when she's mad about something, he, he's like, okay, come sit. Why are you mad? What yeah. is it? And then it lasts for 30 seconds. And then he goes back and he goes, I'll squash, you know, cause he, yeah. he, he doesn't believe that there's like anything that's really like going on, which is why he reacts the way that he does. But um, it's tough. The reason why I think about Ekin and her behavior, even these moments included, is that like all of it feels very designed to be this very easy partner, this partner that's like, I mean, granted, she like creates a little bit of drama, but she gets over it really quickly. It's like, people with narcissistic tendencies will like create this fantasy that they are the best fit for you. There's that honeymoon phase, right? Yeah. And then they eventually become a different kind of partner. Sometimes it even feels like they become a different person. It's not a different person. It's just a very different side of to them. their personhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And like if they that. were to show the other side where they're like raw and like um, truly like very difficult to create harmony and like uh, like a mutually respectful relationship with, they like you would, they're not going to be able to get you where they want you to right. be able to sell this dream, this fantasy of like what our relationship could be like. I think yeah. that people get really upset because they're like, how could I have fallen for this person that became so horrible to me? It's because they, 
they postured themselves that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like really hard for a lot of survivors of narcissistic abuse to kind of come to terms with because of that, you know, dual reality existing and your brain is going to work real hard trying to make sense of all sense of it all. But it truly is like why they are that way doesn't matter. It's the fact that they've done that and it's up to you now that you've seen the pattern. What How are you going to protect yourself from it moving forward? Because figuring it out is as simple as they have a disorder. They have trauma that is causing them to act and show up in this world a certain way. That's the answer. And there's no amount mm. of you loving or overextending yourself that's going to change who they are. And no amount of you asking, why would you do this to me? That's going to switch, fix anything either. Mm. And it's a mm -hmm. really hard thing to come to terms with. But once you do, on the other side of that's like a whole ton of healing and progress. But yeah, I feel, you know, it's interesting just like Again, I'm really proud of how Davide handles her. Like he does a really good job of like not letting her stuff get to him. Um, I think at first it really did. And I think now that he's kind of learned like this is who she is and he's riding the wave, like he's learning how to ride the Ekin wave. Um, I just don't think it's going to last long term. I think he's going to get over it real quick, real soon. And I think Ekin also being as smart as she is understands that there was only so much she could do while in that villa and having cameras on her and having a bunch of people surrounded by her mm. all the time whereas in the real world there's less of accountability there's more that she can kind of get away with so personally i'm just you know i don't think that's gonna last very far yeah <laughs> very long I, I know i totally agree i totally agree um okay so the, the sort of next bigger thing that takes place the following day is the, oh no, that's later. The final dates. dates. Yeah. Oh, that's what yeah. I have a notes on. So I didn't take any notes after the time. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to refresh you. So, because we have a whole. The Luca punching combo. Yeah. I did make a note of that. What is punching that mean? Punching convo. They're like. Oh, this is different than what I was league? talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. okay that's exactly it so if if we say that like if them. if you and i are a couple and i say like i'm i'm the one who's punching it's like you're out of my league okay yeah i was trying to figure i literally put punching combo so confused does this mean <laughs> who's out of whose league like those are my yeah <laughs> i thought that it was interesting that Paige was like so set on making it like so clear that she felt that way it's like you can tell that luca's like doesn't agree with you bothered like why are you driving home a point that like truly doesn't fucking matter no and then she goes over and she's like like obviously like he's punching you know out of the two of you he's the one that's punching and I was like why are we talking about this like this is like an actual big deal it's yeah. so weird it was so stupid yeah for real I don't I hate that concept of like out of my league it's like why why do we have leagues we're all humans well you know and to be fair like when we say that if I'm in a relationship and I'm like okay this person's way out of my league it really is a reflection of how I feel about myself for real so when we're talking like when Luca is like like Jem is beautiful, but like, uh, like I'm not the one we're, we're both, we're not, neither of us are punching. He's saying like, I see myself as an equal to her. Right. You know, yeah. like, 
that's fair. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. It's also, never like, been... on what standard? On what measure? What are we talking about? That's all about? relative. Yeah, it's it's super. I that conversation was so awkward for me. I was like, one, trying to figure out what the hell they were talking about, but the two, I was like, if that is what it is, this isn't an okay conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This wasn't the issue that I was talking about. Though. Okay, let's talk so, about it. There's a challenge. Let me take you on a journey. Oh, the there's Adam a challenge. Lick. The Adam Lick. Exactly. They do, they do the like flight or jet. Um, this is what I mean when I was saying earlier that this just reinforces all of these fucking standards that I work so hard in my little brain to get away from. But it's like the sex appeal challenges, especially with the women. Where and with the guys, it's always like who's the strongest? Like it's reinforcing Please. femininity, masculinity in a really toxic way, binary way. So it's dumb. really bad. It's really, really, really bad. Okay. However, anything that the show can do to put these like people in like you know the smallest amount of clothing and to do sexy, sexy dances, but basically they like have to come in and pretend to be a uh, uh, a flight attendant that like serves all of the guests it was gross okay this challenge is the reason why I don't like going to strip clubs that where men are the majority of the attendees the patrons and the women are the dancers I love the women that are the dancers I think that it's fucking rad and I think it's really cool to be able to watch them I wish I didn't have to spend so much money when I went there but respect it's their work the But I don't like strip clubs that are like sort of designed for men because I hate watching men be attracted to women in their like, like feral kind of way. Primal. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like, if it's an independent, you know, private, intimate moment shared, that's one other thing. But to watch like a, a row of dudes sit down and like see them like sort of be pleased by the sights of uh, it's just it it's really difficult to swallow yeah i'm sure no pun intended <laughs> love it gross um gross. i i've never been to a strip club so i can't i can't testify to it really with like but i can imagine or i can guess what that energy would be like i mean honestly okay want to hear about this Splash House Weekend mm. out here, weekend two, next weekend's weekend three. We had a case of some security guards whistling and catcalling at some of the guests. <gasps> Not okay. Guess who you think went and sicked those sons of bitches? Um, you. Yeah, I Is mean, me and some of the other staff members too, but I actually wrote an email ahead of time to security, the it's head of security, on Wednesday. I was like, please ensure everyone on your staff knows that's not okay because this has happened before guess what happened again immediately they got reported it's just like i'm like you're supposed to be here protecting these women and you're catcalling Mm -hmm. at them like as Mm -hmm. if they're your plaything. like no so if i can and that's like not and of course like splash house stripper club like strip club not quite the same thing but also there's a lot of thong bikinis so like all right i can see but regardless not okay. Can we please respect yeah. women for their sexuality and their bodies instead of thinking that you're entitled to them? Yeah, totally. At least like at a strip club, I mean, like the way that men react, I mean, it's the way that men react, but like the, <laughs> the women are being compensated for, and True. it's designed to, to elicit those reactions, you know? 
um, as long as like boundaries are kept and the women are still safe, you go like a festival or like a, an outdoor concert venue where there's security in place to make sure that the masses are safe. The girls that are showing up are just simply existing in there to have a good time. They're not there for you. The strippers are there for you. Yes. You know, that's why they're getting paid. The girls are paying to exist in a space with live music and it's 1 billion degrees. So yeah, they're going to be in tiny tops and tiny bottoms to live their best fucking life. So shut it down. For real. Yeah. So why I, I can speak to that. That's what I can speak yeah. to is that energy okay. of like your mind, but you're ah, like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Okay. So sorry. I got us off because I was, uh, it, it was just hard to watch, but then Gemma comes in and I, I'm going to borrow what she sort of explains later on, which is yeah. that these like performance based challenges for the girls is very uncomfortable for her. Oh and God. I totally get that. We have some girls who are trained performers, you know, that are like used to being in similar positions, but it's also a very like, uh, it's a very sexualized like challenge. Yeah. And Gemma was a child two years ago. Yeah. A legal child. Not even two two years years ago. ago. She's 19. Yeah. She's 19. So it's just like, she, she is like. Also, even if, even if it wasn't about her age, she's, she's like, maybe this is just, isn't her personality, which it feels like that's actually more about what it is. Yeah. It's not her personality. She's not the person that's going to like show up and like dance sexy and like Mm -hmm. show that side of her. Um, but it's, so she's in this show and she's, you know, more or less forced to do it. And so she does it. She says like, I just sort of blacked out and did did what felt natural and was trying to put on a show and I didn't enjoy it. And she ends up like giving all of the guys attention and she like licks Adam's like chest to his like neck. And it was intense. And Luca didn't like it. Luca wasn't going to like it. If all she did was like give him a peck on the cheek, you know? Yeah. (laughs) If she waved from, from a distance, she wasn't going to like, he wasn't going to like it. But at the end of the day, like it, you know, it was what it was. So he, here's what I understood happened. He, is upset about it. He gets upset about it. He overreacts in the same way that he overreacts to literally everything. It's a little bit about his feelings, but also wanting to like be funny. It's all bad. It's all bad. And then she notices that he's upset about it. By the time they come back to the house, he has sort of taken a little bit of space. They're taking space from each other. He's sort of talking to the other guys and just sort of working out the feelings that he has. Mm -hmm. And I actually, this is from my perspective. I feel like I see him sort of work out his feelings and come to a place of acceptance and resolution without resenting her choices. No. He really does. He does what he can on his side to just get over it and move on. And, but she is responding like, I know you're upset about this. So she walks around the house like super mopey. And he's like, why are you upset? And she's like, because I know you're upset, but you're not telling me. And all then all of a sudden it just turns into her trying to be like, so I was right. So you were upset. Like, it's just about being right at this point. Yeah. And they're just talking about two totally different things. Mm-hmm. And they're both just starved to, to feel validated that their point oh, was heard no. by the other, which they're not doing for each other. No. And they fight later on that night. 
And it's interesting because I think that people in the house trying to support them were like, you know, it, it, it was what it was. He clearly has trust issues when it comes to this stuff. They're making all of these big assumptions. And right, right. This, you know, this might happen on the outside, maybe not in this way, but it could be temptation right. in other ways or mm. where he might get possessive. And those weren't the red flags to me. His, like, his dis his disdain for the 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 actions the behaviors that were shown was not what i had an issue with my issue was the fact that they truly did not know how to fucking deal with the fact that they didn't see things from each other's side no they didn't know how to communicate so let's talk about this cuz i think like a lot i think aluka's getting a lot of flack for being this overprotective guy and i get that but i also want to say one little thing to maybe extend some grace to this guy humans are very mm. similar to dogs in the sense that we like to claim our territory, you know, we don't pee on each other to do that, but we do thankfully. like, thankfully, but like, look at people, we have Facebook official, we have people tagging their boyfriend, girlfriend, or fiance in their Instagram bio. Like these are the ways that we claim our territory, mark our territory. Right. And so True. it's natural. It would be, you would be, what's the word I'm looking for? Not not empathetic, but like it, you would, you would be a very interesting human. If you watch your partner whom you love lick someone else's chest and not feel anything about it, you know, yeah. I will say, I think for those who are poly or who get turned on by that, like who have, who are used to having an open relationship that absolutely might be a different, I, I want to give permission that that's going to be a different conversation than when we're talking about monogamous, you know, especially heterosexual. Yeah, for norms. sure. Um, but, you know, for what the majority of people like to identify as, they they would probably feel some kind of way watching their, I would, I wouldn't want to see my boyfriend shove his face between two boobs, you know, or have another girl's face, uh, ass in their face. That would make me feel some kind of way too. I'd be a little uncomfortable. Some of my own insecurities are going to come up. That's natural. What matters is how mm. I respond and how I allow those emotions to dictate my actions and behaviors. Right. And so mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just want to say like, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not upset for Luca feeling some kind of way. Um, I feel that what Gemma was really looking for was for him to admit that he was upset, which he was very much focused on the, like, I'm not upset now. I'm not upset now. I'm totally fine. But she was waiting for him to admit that he was upset. And what I don't like about that is like, but you know that Gemma, so what is him admitting it going to change for you when he's trying to focus yeah. on like now and moving forward? Like, can we acknowledge and give him the grace that it's like, okay, he's your partner. Of course, he's not going to like watching his super fine ass girlfriend lick some other guy's chest, right? And instead of being so focused on trying to get him to admit that he was upset in that moment focus on building the relationship forward. Like, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to like hold it against you that that was a thing, you know, like, let's move on. I'm glad you're not mad now. I'm glad you de dealt with that. Like, that's really awesome. Love you so much. And we're going to move on with our lives, but she couldn't give that to him. Totally. <laughs> I wish that she took one iota of space to be vulnerable with him to be like, listen, this is not, these are not my typical choices. I right. was flustered. I didn't know what to do. I thought turn on, you know, sexy mode because that's what felt like that's what was expected to me. I don't, I don't even really remember doing it. I just did it. It was what it was like. I, like I was uncomfortable. Yeah. But she doesn't need to, you know, I wonder how it would have felt. 
Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. how can we like, you know, validate our partners? Yes, still speak. And I think give our partner insight into what was happening, like you were just explaining with Gemma. But like, yeah. it was just, it was a really what this was, was a, a communication breakdown. You know, they both were really yeah. focused on how they were feeling and how the other person was making them feel instead of how they could have moved forward, right? Like Luca was so upset that she was making him feel bad for feeling some kind of way. And she was upset because Luca wouldn't admit that he was feeling some kind of way. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it was just a cluster. It's like no need for this. Yeah. And then the days that follow, you know, they're like, it's like nothing happened. Yeah. I don't think that that's actually the best thing um, in this case. Like, to pretend like it didn't happen and to just like write it off as a, a whoopsie is n- not wise for the two of you who are very serious about continuing to be in a relationship on the outside. Yeah. You know, I, you know, if this was Davide and Ek and Sue, it's a totally different story, but the two of you actually really want to see how your relationship grows. Well, you're ignoring a, a, a pretty prime opportunity to work out something that might not be the same situation in your relationship going forward, but you're definitely going to fall into the same patterns. Well, and it's already been a pattern in the villa. So how much more exacerbated is it going to be outside of the villa when women are throwing themselves at Luca, when men are throwing themselves at Gemma? Like that, honestly, like this last week in the villa, when this came up would have been the best time for them to be like, okay, what's our game plan? Like when we get out and this shit starts to happen, how do you want me to handle this? How do you want you know, you to handle this, like all of that, have that like, you know, coachy type, like what is our plan? What are our to-do steps when this shit happens? Cause it will, it's not a matter of if. It's so, it's so hard to get into a team approach with your partner when you're in conflict, which is really a shame. We're so, we're so upset and we want to be heard so desperately and we we spend so much time in our own feelings that we make it very difficult to like reach over to the other side and be like okay i hear where you're coming from and here's here's me and do that vice versa um because if we could get there then we could get to that place of like how are we going to tackle this you know oh, that unification know. of still identifying that this is a problem that we have how are we going to tackle this because it we know each other. We know us. This yeah. is a thing that we frequent very often. What do we want to do about it? And I, it's so difficult to get there. And I don't really necessarily know how to make it easier for, for each other. Yeah. Do you? Um, having this exact conversation outside of conflict is what I would recommend. You know, mm. like the day after yeah. Luca and Gemma, when they're calming down and there's been a repair connect, like attempt and connection, then say like, you know what, babe, I'd really love to get to a place where you and I, it can be us against the problem. What do you need from me in those moments to feel that from me? You know, is it a connection? Like, yeah. do you want me to put my hand on your hand? You know, because the it's unrealistic for us to, again, attempt or uh, expect for us to not um, need space from our partner when emotions are running high, but on the other side of those emotions, once you have taken the time to regulate and like calm the F down, when we can get to a place of like, I'm on your team, we're on the same side of the table, the problem's on the other side of the table, Let's and then it just becomes trial and error. But the way that I would yeah. re- recommend couples like get to that point is when you are calm, Have that's when you bring it up this is what I really want when conflict resolution happens between us. 
I would love it to look like this. Right. What do you want it to look like? Yeah. How can we make that happen together? Yeah. You know? Right. And that's actually what you're talking about is uh, addressing the style of how yeah. do we approach these fights instead of actually getting back into the content of the fight. Exactly. Because the minute, because like I think a lot of people, if we had other people who were here to, to speak up would say, you know, I try that with my partner the next day, but we end up getting right back where we were in. Don't engage in the content. Yeah. Don't don't make this round two of me trying to prove my point because I didn't feel like you got it yesterday. Right. This is now, I didn't like how that went. Let's not talk about what we were fighting about. Let's just talk about like, what was the dance that the two of us were doing? Yeah. You know, we were desperate to hear each other, but never once suggested that we did hear the other person. Right. You know, uh, we never, we never talked about how, like, how do we deal with this if similar threats like this come up for us in the future? Yep. Like, let's, how, let's work on that. Let's focus on that. Not, yeah. I told you, I, you know, I, I told you that I knew you were mad when I, when I licked this dude's chest. Like, don't even get into no. it. No, no. And that's exactly right because mm. we even saw this happen with Luca and Jem later that night. They they went to tr up to the terrace to try and have a convo, and Gemma even said she's like, "We're not getting anywhere. We're just rehashing. We're going. We're on the merry-go-round again." And so it's like when that when you catch yourself, and this is this is also something else that um, I really recommend for couples to have this kind of awareness is if you catch yourself in a cyclical fight, and I'm laughing because I've been there. Stop focusing on what was done and what the facts were and start focusing on what your emotions are. <laughs> when it's like, you know, I didn't feel this way. I said this. I did that. Who gives a shit about that? That's not what we're really – that's not the mm. issue. The issue is how it made each other feel. So it's like stop talking about the logistics of what happened and start talking about the emotions that matter, <laughs> you know what I mean, between the two of you. So I think that's also yeah. something else to really consider is like, because Luca and Gem, it was still like, I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad. Okay, that's not helping right now. Okay. Yeah. Here's what matters. You know, stop trying to like factually yeah. tell me what did or didn't happen. And let's talk about, yeah, this is how it made me feel in the moment. This is what I needed from you. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's that. Well, Thanks, Gemma and Luca, for giving us a really good example of how not to fight so that we could talk about how, how to we should fight. fight. <laughs> yes. We really appreciate your all of your service. Also, I so okay, relate. So, oh, go ahead. To, to what? I was going to say I relate to Gemma blacking out during her performance because <laughs> – Totally. I feel I used to black out doing these podcasts. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How would you get over that? I'm just more present now. I'm more regulated now. But when Brie and I first started the show, I would like low key be a little <laughs> nervous. And so I would, we would finish recording and I'd be like, I don't even remember what I said. Yeah. We would be debriefing. We'd be, I'd be like, cause we were so excited when we were starting too, because we were like, Oh my God, we're doing it. We have a and so we, yeah, we're so cool. we would come We'd come away from it, and I'd be like, I think that was really good. And you'd be like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Could you tell me? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. We're like, what did we say? Yeah. Um, that's not the case anymore because I'm, like, calm. I'm in my space. I'm regulated throughout the time. But when we first started 100%, awesome. I was like, ah! Oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> 
So I feel you, Gemma. I feel you. That's beautiful. That's no, we know it's real. We know it's real. Okay, so then there's a public vote on uh like I think most compatible like the public votes on which who's their favorite couple. Yeah. And uh it gets down to um uh, uh, India and Dami, um Andrew and Tosh and Dan- Jamie and Danica. Danica and Jamie and Danica go home. Yeah. Which was not surprising. Jamie's been there for a total of fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope I hope they give it a go though. I was like so happy for her to finally like have a guy. But I don't know if there was enough established for them to like really Yeah. It doesn't feel like there was. I don't I just don't see it happening. I just like, want Danica to be happy. I, I don't I want her to be happy too, but I also want her to like drop the act. For real. I feel bad for that girl because, like, you're right. Like, the insecurity, she, like – her insecurity shows up by how she um, feels the need to posture her sexuality in some ways, too. Like, it's just – I don't know. I'm fascinated by her because she has (laughs) – she has so much confidence. Did you watch – What? In in certain spaces. Yeah. Um, I think when she's, like, performing, she has a lot of confidence because she knows that she's good at what she does, which is stellar. Yeah. Um, I think it's like in re- maybe relating to other people. It's just like she, guys. she tends to like make a lot of a po- Yeah, she makes apologies for herself. She's like, I know I'm a lot to handle. The minute that you start describing yourself as like a lot to handle, you know, you're sort of inferring that like, you know, it takes a special person to handle me. Like, you you're pretty regular. Well, and not only that, when you believe that about yourself, you make it true. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So whether that's like men not wanting to date you or you having men tell you that or like whatever it is, like, you know, if your trauma becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy when we have not confronted it 100%. Totally. And I can testify to that personally in my own life. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. And so I- Ain't that the truth? Yeah. And so I feel for her so bad because like I said, like she- has a lot of confidence under there, but it is under the layers of eyeshadow and fake lashes and twerking. And like, there's so much more to Danica than what we've even seen. And I, I feel I can sense that when I've seen her connect with the girls, but when it comes to connecting with guys, she's like a chameleon. She's like, who do I need to be to be accepted? You know? You. Um, I don't know if you watched After Sun, but I they didn't. were showing Danica. Uh, it, so the reason why I don't think that Jamie and Danica aren't going to last very long because they come back, they come to After uh, Sun together, okay. yeah. and they have they have spent the last couple of days while the show is airing still in Mallorca because they need to be there for After Sun and things like that. Um, they they've been like held up in a in a separate villa together just like hanging and you don't see any clips of that or anything but you just sort of like hear them checking in with each other and with Danica you can never tell what she actually has been through or feels when she's in a a, performance moment where she is yeah she's she's in performance mode um but Jamie sort of made this comment he was like well I'm not sick of her yet you know so I was just like "Mm, well I don't know I don't see it I don't see it Man, okay. Yeah. I'm not yawning. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is so um, not our show. It's Splash House Remnants, and I have to go back when we're done. Girl, <laughs> listen, absolutely. I know I feel bad because sometimes I do have, like, the very human urge to yawn in 
like when I'm working, when I'm doing therapy with people Ooh, and yeah. like, it's tough because like I'm a human being and like, I do let myself yawn. I just don't do it like mouth wide open. No, you like screen, do it through your teeth. But it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll cover my face Yeah. and like, they'll usually see it from my eyes where I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is like what I hope people understand is like, I'm certainly not bored by our conversation. I'm just on my seventh meeting Client of the day. You know? Yeah. Of the day. Yeah. I've been at this and I have in between meetings with this furry animal. So yeah. it's like, there's a lot going on. Okay. Um, so yes, permission to yawn. It's Thank okay, you. girl. Uh, then we have our final dates and babies after the final dates then we have oh the babies the fucking babies oh my god i forgot about the babies babies okay here we go this is the lineup for the rest of the show okay. babies final dates parents okay families done babies the guys did well i was surprised they were cute honestly not a, not a whole lot of drama with the babies i think like the dudes did really well dami was incredible yeah i thought that uh, Andrew was also great. He I thought so that Davide cute. was sort of hilarious. Yeah, putting makeup it, uh, like, all over I, that. I kid. really that actually, <laughs> they all did really, really well. Luca did good. Like it, it was, it was cute. And for the girls, it definitely solidified how they were feeling about their their guys. I was but. surprised that India was not about it. Like I, when she was like, I can't stand about the, crying. the baby. Yeah, and she like gave Dami, mm. and she was like over it. I was kind of surprised. I was like, whoa. Her Dami and mm. India did win the baby challenge, though, so that's great. Um, I think my right. favorite, mostly because of Dami. Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like my favorite part though was Davide and Luca putting <laughs> falsies in the bronzer and everything <laughs> on the kid. I was dying laughing. I was like, okay, and that's something that old Alex would have been so pissed about. Like, you're not taking this seriously. This is our baby. And now <laughs> I would have been in there, like, oh my god, let's put some lip liner on. Can I? Can I tell you, I had a f couple moments where I was like, please stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was silly and hilarious. And like, I had to remember like, Brianna, they wouldn't actually do this to a real baby. That's where your mind it's goes. Okay. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Child services. but I, I love the moments when, but at the same time, I love when they would like take it too seriously where Davide was like putting sunscreen oh, yeah. on the baby's face because they're out in the sun and they're like, are you creaming the baby? Which is a really weird way. Yeah. To, can we uh, not say it like sunscreen that? On. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like, I think it's a British thing. Yeah, like sure. in America, we would never ask like, are you creaming your baby? No. <laughs> Oh my god. That's yeah. the name of the episode. Are you creamy? Creamy baby? babies. <laughs> Listen, don't all babies come from someone creaming? I'm, okay. I'm laughing so hard I'm crying right now. <laughs> oh, that's how sex works. That's how I would do a uh like a sex education uh class in high school i'd say listen it all starts with a little cream a little cream and, then and i'm not talking about lube born. and i'm not talking about sunscreen okay oh my god i so, need any any you're welcome anything else about i'm literally crying. anything else about the 
<laughs> the, babies the, the, the parent challenge no other than ekin singing and girl you should have shown off that voice at the talent show the end really should have i would have loved like, to hear it ugh. me too okay I, I was surprised when when the talent show happened i was surprised that no one Sang. was singing properly yeah like i was like there's got to be at least one singer here there's mad good singers like there's tons of people who are good singers it's like a a, a 50 50 shot yeah, maybe you because can sing. singing is one of the scariest things. I can't. I feel like skiing is one of the scariest things. It's vulnerable. It's so it's very vulnerable. Scary. And it's like very scary. for me, I used to have the worst fears of like my voice cracking, which just happens sometimes because of breathing capacity, which is one thing, and two, vocal range. And so I'm like, I, but mm-hmm. that's like was my biggest fear. Any of like the years I was singing all the time, that was it. I was like, oh my God, what happens if my voice cracks? Guess what? It happened in a college performance well, and I lived. <laughs> it's okay. To be fair, um, you had a parent who was a pretty strict music Dude, coach. I could not. Singing coach. I could. Those were so some of the most traumatic you, memories of my child. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know it. I know it. Okay, so we have our final dates. Yes. Which which of these dates would it would you have loved to be on? What would have been your preference? Um, probably. Ooh, this is hard. Do I want to go culturally or what? I it would be between Dami and India's with the Fiesta and the Tapas with the Castaneda girls or whatever, however you say it, or yes. the beach mm-hmm. date with Tasha and Andrew. Even though I'm not a fan of the roses, but I love the beach. So that's those were the two that mm-hmm. I would pick, and I of course, if I saw that stunning Absolutely. display, I would have loved roses for the day for sure. <laughs> Tasha and Andrews was like extravagant on a whole new level. I wish that they didn't force them into leather on. Uh, what was like, that a about? Beach in Spain? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's like sort of a a, a copycat recreation of. Um, when Travis Barker proposed to Kourtney Kardashian earlier this year. Oh, see, pop culture, Mm -hmm. ignorant. I just don't – I didn't even know that happened. That happened. That's okay, babe. I gotcha. They got engaged and – but they are also like already like a a, a moto jacket leather wearing couple. So it made sense that they would go to a beach in Malibu also during the winter (laughs) – the winter – to I mean, granted, it's Southern but California still, winter, it but still, it's winter. Yeah. In their like leather clad, yeah, their leather clad attire. It did not make sense to put two people who have been on a show for eight weeks in bathing suits to put them on this in the sun with no shade available in leather jackets. I thought that that was a form of torture. Yeah, it's like Ross in that episode with the leather pants and the. The baby the soda, pants, of baking course. soda in the freaking bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> baby soda. powder, baking soda, whatever it was. It was some kind of white powdery substance. You got it. But yeah, it. did um, not end that. It was, it, it was really. Which one would you go yeah. for? But I, I, I thought Dami and India, is that, I, thought, I thought that was like so special. I got excited really cool. about the tapas. Spectacular. I was like, oh my God, tapas. Hmm. That was Alex's reaction. Yeah. Wait, actually, to be fair, maybe Davide and Ekins was really beautiful. It was beautiful. I just... The content, I have questions. I have thoughts about. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to talk about Okay, we're going to get there. Um, 
Well, let's start with Adam and Paige. They have their boat date where Paige is now finally like, I'm dropping my, I'm I'm no longer trying to play it cool, which like at default, she still tries to do. Like, I think that that's actually really hard for her to let go of. And I, what I appreciated about the date because once she actually was like, she said that she was like, all right, I feel like I can stop it now. blah, 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 blah. And Adam was like, yeah, that lasted for me for about 24 hours. And he sort of reassured her. He was like, you don't need to do that. Like, I like you. Yeah. I thought that was cute. I agreed. Yeah. And I think it's a conversation that more couples should have and take the taboo away from because I'm so over this whole play it cool, act like you're not interested, act aloof bullshit that we have been preached for years. I'm so over it. So over it. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Anytime that I've been on a date, and someone was like obviously trying to be cool, like try to play it cool, try to play it aloof. It actually made them seem really fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. It's not a. It's not really sexy. Weird. It's really not. And by the way, I want Mm-mm. someone who's like, Mm-mm. I like you. Like that's hot to me. Like I want. Like I don't want someone to have to be like, well, we'll see. It's like, we'll see, bitch. Do you know who yeah. I am? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not that arrogant, but I think no. I do have that confidence no. where it's like, I know what I bring to the table. You can be. Yeah. <laughs> totally. No, I just was laughing because of your like it sort of your impression of the of the play it cool voice and phrase. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Just it sent me. Um, I agree with you. I, I and to be on the flip side, any time that I have been on a date and was really trying to seem more chill than I am, especially on dates, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't feign a connection. Right. Like we didn't. We didn't make a connection out of it. Like we did not. Nothing happened. It, like I left feeling weird and this person actually didn't get to know me. So listen, if someone's going to reject you for being you, uh, so be whatever it. version of you are, what of you is like, great. That's good. Let them, let them. Because it would have happened get, eventually get anyway, for real. Yeah. I'm saying. Yes. Um, okay. Then we have Dami and India's. Their date was really fun. Yeah. It was very cute. It seemed like the two of them sort of like had a good chat. They became boyfriend and girlfriend through it. Is there anything in there that you were like? Anything? No, not really. No, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked how they were connecting, but like, you know, it, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, wasn't anything profound. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we have... Ekin Sue and Davi Dates date. Yeah. Which was gorgeous. They had like a beautiful, I don't know what kind of singer he was and what kind of music he was playing, but it was lovely, opera y, yeah. gorgeous, European, saucy, beautiful, beautiful, very romantic. Yeah. Um, what ends up being discussed on the date, Ekin Sue. I just don't believe anything she says. Yeah, me neither. And That's how I feel. It's understandable. She was basically like calculating. Yeah, she was like calculating a profession of like how much she likes Davide and like how he makes her feel. And it was it had it literally had like choreography to it. It was like a he 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 he. I don't want to say it. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Like it just felt 
put on. Yeah. It felt like a thing that she performed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, um, yep. I'm just going to say, I agree. I honestly didn't take notes because on that conversation at all, because I felt the same. It was, it's just like the words are sand to me because of the actions, you know what I mean? Yeah. That saying like actions speak louder than words. Yeah. I feel 90% of the time is true. I do think people can make decisions and, and behave in ways that, you know, aren't necessarily who they are because of their own stuff. I just feel that when we see a pattern in people, we need to pay attention to that. So I am not holding my breath for these two. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not. Nope. Um, also, what I did, what, what I liked about the date was how emotional Davide got because he was, uh, they played like an Italian song that he obviously knows quite well because he recognized it and he got emotional and he started crying and it was just very sweet. So I, I loved the, the date for the moments that he had. I get that. 100%. Yeah. It's nice to see just a wish- hot man cry it's i i feel like seeing a guy cry is so hot is that masculine of me a little bit or like what's that word like i think no people's face. no i just think it's the okay no first of all beautiful. it's not about the pain no it's the tenderness it's the vulnerability yeah. that you're attracted to also because it's so it sort of radically it challenges our uh the the typical standards that we have for men and their masculinity yeah. so like to see a man become emotional and cry feels so rare to yeah. us that depending on how that makes you feel in your case you're like I love that you're like I because I I prioritize our abilities to be vulnerable men and women alike yeah. so you're like that's so beautiful and maybe it also turns you on whereas other people <laughs> would be like that's gross like man up like you know sack up dude yeah. For me, it's an honor. Like when I have a man in front of me who is like, and this is, Mm. I've had a few male clients, so it's applicable to them, but I'm also talking about like partners in the past. When I've had a guy open up to me and get raw and emotional with me, it's like an honor. And I am so happy to hold the space for them. So it it feels good. I feel the same way, actually. I feel the same way. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, it definitely does turn me on a little bit. Not that like, you know, (laughs) laying one on them. Tears, tears. Tears for anyone doesn't always mean sadness. Right. Obviously. I say that I'm like, you a hot take, Brianna. But I mean, like, it, it can just be like, uh, like an overwhelming, like, feeling yeah. that, you know, while you're trying to communicate it, it's just a lot. And it, listen, crying is just feeling. It Sometimes is. it's sad. Yeah. Sometimes it's about hardships. And other times it's just Joy. like, I feel so much. Gratitude. And this is coming. Yeah. So right. great. Um, so then we have, Tasha and, um, Tasha and Andrew who have a beautiful, uh, you know, beach date. I, I thought that it was really cute that there was a date that felt really tailored to what Tasha would have loved. I know. Um, they must've talked about it on the show, which I missed that, yeah, but, same. um, her love for roses. Very cute. Yeah. Very cute. You know, they talked a lot about family stuff. They talked about their connection. They talked about each other. They it felt it felt very real dealy. Yeah, yeah, it felt good. And then we have Gemma and Luca with the strings and the table over the water, and 
I don't really know what to say about these two. I don't think it's going to work. What do work. you want to say? I mean, okay, full transparency, I don't think yeah. it's going to work. I think Gemma is a strong-ass woman, and I think it's low-key a trauma response. I think the reason she's so – because she even talks about it. She's like, I'm not a lovey-dovey girl, and I feel like I've been the most lovey-dovey with you. And that makes me go, okay, interested to know where that was learned. Like, where was that behavior learned? Um, sometimes people aren't lovey-dovey because mm. they didn't get a lot of physical affection from their parents. So it's like they cuddling to them is like a concept they're not familiar with. You know what I mean? Um, or like being mm. affectionate in those ways is not, it's a learned behavior. And so if you don't have that growing up, it's not going to come naturally to you with a partner. Or is that because like of what else Gemma's been through in her life or maybe her feelings for Luca? I just... I feel that what everyone in the house has said and observed, I agree with. I think Luca is very much sold on Jem, and Jem is not super sold on Luca yet. I think she wants to. I think she truly enjoys him. I think she loves him, absolutely. But do I think it's the kind of love that you see flourish into a marriage with babies? No. That's what I want to say in my own observations. <sighs> Listen, I hear all of that. I know I'm with you. I feel I'm with I you. I feel actually. bad because um, I want to believe the opposite, but that's just from yeah. I feel the same way. I think that you. I think that you. You know, express that pretty succinctly. Um, something that I noticed that supports exactly what you just shared was just like the way that the two of them were relating to each other in this very romantic setting. Yeah. You know, the date was beautiful. It wasn't too over the top. You know, they had a beautiful private performance, which obviously isn't the norm for a date um, for regular people. But, uh, you know, it, otherwise it was pretty like down to basics, just the two of them sitting in the middle of a pool, you know, <laughs> they, but it was beautiful. But because it was so romantic, I could tell that that was actually making them both quite uncomfortable. Yeah. And the two of them are not, and, and it, I want to reserve the right here that like lots of different couples can have different styles of how totally. they relate to each other. We've talked about this before, but like sometimes like just banter, 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 cutting each other down in a playful way. Like for some people that works for them. They're like, you get me, I get you. We're not actually hurting each other. We're just like being ourselves. Great. If you are of the five people in the universe that that works for and you found each other, blessings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, blessings. But the two of them, my assumption is that they do have banter that does include um, sort of taking digs at each other, but I, I find that to be actually quite avoidant of being truly vulnerable with one another. Yeah. I think that Luca tries to be vulnerable with Gemma because he feels so much towards her and she shoots him down like 60% of the yeah. time. And I think that he is now starting to sort of callous yeah. up, you know? So by the end of this show, they've been together the longest out of all of the other couples. Luca has been sort of labeled as this softy, whipped boyfriend, whereas before he was feeling no, he wasn't feeling at all bad about being like head over heels for her and letting her know about it. But then he got so much flack from everyone around him that like, you know, you're whipped, you like her more than she likes you. And that became like a, like a, a materialized threat in the setting Gemma is just continuing to be who she is. Maybe she struggles with that that closeness, that intimacy. She takes digs at him. She banters with him. She thinks that they're just building a friendship. But he has now sort of become a little closed off in being like 
I really care for you. So when he, when they're in this romantic setting, it feels like we can't be too lovey dovey. Like we gotta, gotta take a couple stabs at one another. That's what I was seeing. I also, okay. Wait, can we go down a really nerdy rabbit hole for a second on these two? Yeah. Okay. So oh, I'm when ready. we Strapped saw Jem and Luca on their date a couple weeks ago at the beach and when they said the L word for the first time, her body language, she was like elbows yeah. on the table, leaning forward. She had like big, bright, doughy eyes. You know what I mean? And this time she was like pulled mm. back in her chair, very like, bop it up, you know? And so I think the body language there <laughs> is hugely different when you know and I'm not saying that people can Mm. have different emotions on different days that's 100% true so and this is why body language science like it's not always 100% you know accurate just like lie detector tests aren't 100% accurate I do think it's an interesting observation Mm -hmm. because on that previous date Mm -hmm. the buzzing like the kind you could feel it off the tv and I was like okay I feel more confident in the relationship now even myself watching these two because before I've said this I was like I don't know how into Luca Gemma is and then it's like I don't know what's happened in the week since that last day I mean that's not true I very much do know what happened because we watch these people all the time but like because of the <laughs> little um, violations of trust and intimacy uh, emotional intimacy with the two of them if this date felt much more like there was a wall between them for me you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I'm just like. Totally. I very much agree. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I feel for them because I think both of them, I don't think either of them are maliciously, I know neither of them are maliciously doing or being a certain way. You know, I think they both really want the same thing. I just don't think they're aware of where they're tr- currently at, specifically Gemma. I don't think she's fully yeah. like tuned yeah. in to her emotions of what she really is feeling and wanting. Yeah, agreed. I think all of that's uh, true from the seats where we sit. For real. And, you know, (laughs) we won't know exactly what plays out in their relationship because it's just too soon. Like, you know, we're watching the show a week behind its air date. So the show has now been over for about a week, um, which wouldn't be enough time for the two of them to like totally fall apart. But yeah, uh, we'll find out. I think what's relevant about those differences comes up later as later on this eve- this evening or another evening is that all of them are uh, sort of instructed to cast two votes for their least compatible couples out of the, the rest of the people. So we notice that um, Davide and Ekinsu get uh, like four, they get four votes. Um, uh, Gemma and Luca get three votes. Paige and, and Adam get two votes. And Tasha and Andrew get one vote. And Luca is like, cannot deal. He's the only one that takes it personally. Yeah. And it's funny because he was so upset with Tosh for so long for taking her being in the bottom personally that I'm I'm just like, I mean, there's a part of me that's just like karma. Um, Totally. Yeah. Uh, not that, again, not that I wish ill feelings on anybody. I just think like when we j- judge someone so hard for, for feelings, it's like, God, can we give people a break? Um, so yeah, totally. yeah. So let's, and I actually have an interesting observation about that, that I really want to talk to you about um, later when we go mm. down to the couples and all that, but parents, are we going to talk about parents yes. real quick before we get there? Or should we talk about this? Let's first? talk about the parents. Okay. 
No, let's talk about the parents. So parents. Um I I I love I love this part of the season. Me too. I love when the parents come. Yeah. I I love seeing where people come from and I love seeing like who supports what and who doesn't. Uh where do you even want to start? Where do you I mean, go? I was just going to go in order. Tasha and Andrew. Yeah, their sure. Their parents sure. come in. Sure. Um and they're both so happy for their kids. It's so cute. I It's really devastating that that they can't like hug each other because of like COVID stuff. That was stuff. rough. That was hard to Sucks. watch a little bit because like you yeah. could just see yeah. everyone like really, really wanting to engage and, and embrace, and that was just not. My possible. God, yeah. They haven't seen him for like eight weeks, months. Yeah, that yeah, like it's fucked. Um, yes, I thought that it was nice that Tasha, Tasha's parents, and Andrew's parents were both equally supportive. Right. Neither of them sort of shied away from you know the the casa more you know blunders but i love the way that they handled it they handled it with like a little bit of humor but a little bit of realness and lots of forgiveness and acceptance it was it was beautiful and tasha's dad was like you know i don't think you'll be good at meeting her needs i think you'll be fantastic which was like a really funny way to kind of like set him up for like a, oh shoot do you not approve and then he was like no i really do approve um tasha yeah. straight up asked about the casa thing and his her father was I thought very even keel about it, like very realistic about like he was egged on and like I'm not going to hold that against Andrew because I feel the same way. I don't think Andrew would have done that on his own accord. I think it was like the um, echo chamber of all the boys getting to him as well as the Casa girls just with the rumors and all that. I knew Tasha was into him. I'm glad I stuck to my guns on what I felt about them because I feel like I was right. Um, Good thanks, for you. girl. But I thought it was adorable. I, I literally have a note in here that says it was so sweet, um, you know, and it's, yeah, I, I won't lie. Okay. Can I be a little bit vulnerable with you right now and the audience? Yeah. Um, oh, I might cry a little bit. I'm sensing a little tenderness myself today. That's okay. Um, when I first started watching Love Island over quarantine um, and I saw the first, I was watching my first season of Love Island and I saw the parents come in, I got really emotional because I have longed mm. for a relationship with my family like that and to have parents who mm-hmm. cared mm-hmm. and like really see, were pre- yeah, see me and see be you. present and like really have my best interest in mind and like really want to get to know me for what, who I am and what I do and all of that. And so yeah. To see this overwhelming, like the majority of the parents that do come on to the show, they are, they seem to be happily married. They seem to be really communicative and open and transparent with their kids while still respecting their children as adults. And, ooh, there is a part of me that like every time I see this episode in a season, I get a little jealous. I'm like a little like, fuck. Totally. So. Totally. Yeah. I, I very much understand that because- even even especially in those earlier seasons when like uh the behavior was a little bit more unhinged there were less policies and procedures on the production Mm -hmm. side so they could drink a lot more they made a lot more mistakes interpersonally with one another and the parents would come on and they were just like you've done so good we're so proud of you it's and it's just beautiful like it, it it is i i ever since that i've i've watched this i've always wondered if that's just a cultural difference um, you know, the, the, the styles of the families. I mean, we're also sort of seeing like a, a particular sample of people that probably live in the UK and UK related areas um, versus all of what the UK population has to represent. But like um, 
we're seeing people who, like we said, together, communicative, healthy relationships with their children, supportive. Uh, and I just was like, wow, this doesn't remind me of American parents and their relationships with their children at all. Sometimes. If I was on the show, I actually (laughs) ask that all the time. I'm like, if I was on this show, who would I have show up? And it literally would be like you. I, I, you know, I had this thought, I had this thought. I was like, I was like, oh, if Alex was on the show, like I'd be going and we'd be a fucking killer team. Like 100%. Maybe I'd even invite Mm -hmm. Chris and Lynn too, or, you know, Fish and Sandy, my pseudo parents, but like it would be. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It would be something like that. Me and, me and Fish and Sandy could fuck up a meeting and in the best way, really, really handle a meeting of. We'd keep each other yeah. in check as well because you know that oh that my would God, also need to happen. Oh, my God, 100% too, yeah. <laughs> um, but in the best way, like I oh – but, yeah, so anyway, thanks. Thanks for being, like, family yeah. to me. Oh, I love you. I love you. I'm honored. I'm truly honored. <laughs> um, I would be honored to fucking take that role. Well, Hell you yeah. will be. When are you going to so. get on a reality yeah. show? Never, but even in <laughs> RL, you are you have that role. So just equip yourself. Yeah, I'm be with prepared. it. Be prepared. Okay, that. so thanks for listening, um, everybody. Back to the show. <laughs> yeah. So the the rest of the parents, parents I, I don't know if this is next, but I want to talk about Dami and India's cool. uh, family. So Dami, Dami, Dami sees his, his sisters virtually. Um, I think they're both his sisters. Uh, didn't really remember their their relation but obviously close mm-hmm. close women in his family and about the same age so um they meet india they're, they're they 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 call dami out on his behavior i thought that that was really i love that too. that made me feel better about where dami comes yeah. from because they're holding him accountable in ways that sometimes families don't, just don't yep. sometimes families really f- sort of rally and they're like you're right about everything and it's like ah. yeah <laughs> so uh, they did that. And Dom, Dom even made a comment about that. He was like, I was hoping to get onto the call and get all of the support. And instead I sort of got a bit of a lashing and you know what? Yeah. They needed to hold you accountable. So, um, the, uh, they welcome India. They say that they, you know, they love her, everything that they've seen. They're really happy. They, they even were like, Dami, you know, they're talking about Casa privately and they're like, Dami, like she, she brought someone back, but she was respectful yeah. about it. So What's up with you? And then we have India's mom and sister yeah. who um, obviously share a really close connection with India, which was really beautiful to see. But wowsies. <laughs> Wowzers. Hilarious that they, her mom called him Deji. I was dying laughing. I, he, that was actually the best thing that possibly could have happened. Like what a full circle, yep. like that needed to complete the loop. Oh, It'll never happen ever no. again. But like, man, am I glad that we saw that. Oh, and you know what? Like I, I don't, I, they were, they were honest about how they felt with, with Dami. And I'm, I, I'm glad that they did that in person. Yeah. Like I, I'm glad that they just said it right to his For face. Real. Like, you know, you've got work to do as far as earning our yep. trust. Straight up. Sorry. Straight up. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like Dami it. handled it. I, I'm thankful that the first thing he did with India's mom and sister, I believe, um, was apologize. You know, he was like, I'm sorry. And I will, I give her mom credit for being like, sorry for what? Because I'm, I'm tired of these like bullshit apologies. Like, 
full complete sentence like I understand I'm sorry technically is a full complete sentence but you know what I mean like I'm sorry for what I did during Casa to India wasn't cool I was a silly little yeah. boy or like whatever you want to say but like you know exactly. like say something more than just sorry or I'm sorry because it's so like meh half-assed well because it's easy Steve. to assume that and I it's it's easy to assess that an apology is warranted, you know, sort of like a formula where this person's mad at me. They must want an apology from me. Here's my apology. Okay. There's our road to reconciliation. But in reality, it's like, unless you're able to express an understanding of why you believe that you're sorry and that matches what I feel sort of slighted by it's, it's not an apology for me, dog. Yeah. Like, Oh man, okay. I got. We should have a whole episode about apologies. I feel. Mm, apologies. <laughs> it would be deep. Um, it was. It was good. You know, they they sort of left the window open. They were like, yeah, of course. Like, we want to continue to get to know you, and we want. You know, we trust. We trust India's judgment. Um, she's a smart girl. Uh, so you're welcome to be near us, but you have. You know, we're not sold. Yeah. Not yet um which was very different yeah. than like pages okay family. so let's talk about it adam and page i was surprised page's dad didn't watch like he's they watched the first episode and then yeah he, yeah he was like i only watched the first one and then i was done and then later he was like well i watched some episodes so i'm like well what is it dad which which version is true how much have you seen what is it dad yeah <laughs> i want to know more about that couple these people agreed I want to know more about like on the one hand I can understand that it might be a bit uncomfortable for a dad to see his daughter in a very sexualized environment day after day after day. So that I can appreciate. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I almost, it almost sort of read like he didn't care. Or it was judgmental. Like I was trying to figure out, is it like a, I'm intentionally choosing to not see my daughter in a sexualized way? Or was it, I'm judging my daughter for being, you know, sexualized, like choosing to be on this sexual show? Or is it a, like, what, what is it? That That's what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't clear. It wasn't no. clear. And then at the same time, it's like, then why are you, why are you here on this visit? You know, like you, you don't, like if you didn't watch, then how do you know what to how to support? I I, I it didn't it didn't make sense to me for the purpose of the show. I wish that she brought like her mom and like a BFF that like has been watching and was Invested. like invested. Ah, like Jax, yeah. like she needed she needed more people in her corner to be like to give their thoughts about the the shift between being with Jax and then falling into a yeah. relationship with Adam because I just feel like Paige didn't have anyone that really saw her. She, of course, she had her mom that was like, I liked your your connection with Jack's better than with Adam. And I could tell that that's Paige doesn't agree. See, I don't agree. Not like I matter. Much, I don't agree. But, but in my own world, I feel like I matter a whole lot and I don't agree. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm with you. I also, I also don't agree. I, I think that Paige, it, it's interesting because in that, like I made a note where it was like Paige has, worked really hard to finally drop her guard down with in her relationship with Adam. And then mom comes in and she's like, I'm not bought, like I'm not sold on it. And I could see pages sort of walls go all the way back up again, where she was like, 
okay, you know, be, be nice, behave, you know, sort of like needing to prioritize, like, let's make this a happy, let's make this a happy moment. And what ends up happening is they connect with Adam and his dad and brother, I think, or it's like his best friend. I guess I wasn't paying attention to details of the relationships, but best friend, dad and brother. Um, but they're over the moon. They're so happy for him. They're so happy for him. They, they're like really excited about how he, he did and how it went and, and comparatively to his other experiences. And so they show up and unlike India's mother, which maybe India's mother would have been a little bit different with, in, with Dami's family around, but unlike India's mother, Paige's mom withheld all thoughts and feelings about Adam. She kept that to herself. So on the surface, it was like, yeah, I'm very happy for you. But in her head, she's like, where's Jax? Yeah. And I feel like that would have been a great moment, similar to India's mom, to be like, okay, Adam, full transparency. I saw you on the previous season. So there's a part of me now that you're dating my daughter. Obviously, I care about her and I don't want her to be, you know, played. So full transparency, I'm open to getting to know you, but at this moment, I'm a little little hesitant to like fully let my guard down. And it's like if he if if she had opened up like that to Adam, it gives Adam one the clarity of where he stands with her and so he knows that he has to kind of graft a little bit for mom to like prove to her that he is stable and more mature this go around. But now that he doesn't know that, you know, it really, it's a disservice for their relationship because Adam can't confront that. Adam can't prove, like, doesn't know how to show up and step up to make her mom feel more safe about the connection. So again, a lack of communication, a lack of vulnerability. And I can almost guess that Paige's mom didn't communicate that because she didn't want to hurt Adam's feelings, but Adam's a grown ass man. It's not her problem to protect Adam's feelings, right? It's her problem to state her case for herself and her own feelings and then also her kid, you know? So it's like, oy. I'm actually kind of surprised because I feel like Paige is pretty articulate. She does shut down, though, with a lot of emotions, and she's, like, a little fearful. Paige, Paige is articulate. She does, like, I, I have been impressed with how Paige manages – stress in a number of stressful situations on the show um but i also have seen her prioritize the presentation of everything is okay yeah everything's fine i'm okay i'm fine exactly which i feel like her mom sort of gave us a little bit of taste of maybe where she got that from because mom was like you know in in a safe group of her husband and her daughter she's like I don't get it. (laughs) I don't think it's a good idea. And then, you know, Paige immediately is like, okay, you know, like I said, behave, you know, don't, don't say anything, don't be rude. And then they show up and no one's rude. You know, it just, it's, it's some antiquated values of like, be polite, be friendly, never tell anyone how you actually feel about anything. Yeah, which solves no problems. It's annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. Um, I do know that Adam knows about what mom thinks. And so uh, on the after sun, he's just sort of like, okay, I've got, I've got some, I've got some work to do with Paige's mom. I've got some work to do with proving. Cause I actually think that they're a great fucking couple. I so do too. I'm actually really proud of them. I think if he had come in earlier and she had had as much time with Adam as Jax, they would have been like Gemma, Luca, Andrew, Tasha solid. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, it'd be curious to see what would have happened through all of the bombshells and the the Casa Amor, like, totally. 
but I mean, honestly, he's crushed yeah. it. The two of them, the, their connection and how they communicate with one another has been like, I feel like it, it gave Paige the space to Relax. level up in the way that she's wanted to in a relationship. in a relationship. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's what her mom and like this is okay. So going back to like the couples and they get they vote for each other and blah blah blah. And I think it's really funny. And to me, this almost proves that there's just a lack of education around. And there's two things either going on: either people vote for the couples they vote for because they love the drama and they intentionally know that, and they're like, "I'm going to vote for these people because of the drama," or Ekin and right. Davide. Or mm-hmm. we have been so conditioned, and I also very much believe this, but it depends on the person's awareness who's doing the voting, right? Or we have been so conditioned to equate passion, like toxicity for passion and chemistry, like Ekin and Davide, that people are blindly voting, thinking, no, this is true love. Look how much they care about each other. They always fight, but come back to each other. And that's so romantic. And that's so, so not healthy and not okay. And so when her mm, mom mm-hmm. was saying, you know, I liked, you know, with Jax, you were more playful, you were more like this. I actually feel that that's a sign that of pages in um, insecurity of the relationship almost like it was way more like bubbly and like, mm. we always have to be in a good time, good time. The second that things got serious, Jax blew up the way he blew up. Whereas with Adam, the reason Paige might be quieter and not so bubbly isn't because Adam like isn't doesn't have fun with her, doesn't bring out the fun side, but she's actually feels secure in the relationship so she can just chill with Adam. She doesn't always have to be putting on this facade of everything's so great. And so 100% Paige was feeling like if I if I'm no longer fun with Jax, he's going to lose interest in me and he would have yeah. You would have. Yeah. So I feel, again, there's such a lack of education because Paige's own mom is not looking for the right qualities. And then she's getting in her daughter's ear about who she thinks the better fit. And so many people rely on their parents for those kinds of decisions or their opinions on who they are with that it's like, that's not always the best point if your parent, it doesn't have the best education or emotional intelligence around healthy relationships. It's really detrimental. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta be aware. You have to be so aware of your own stuff and then also how your parents perceive things. Cause otherwise, whoo, it's a slippery slope. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I could not agree with that anymore. Thanks. Couldn't just fully couldn't. No, I totally agree. I think that that's a, a pretty good, uh, sort of diagnosis of what's going on. Um, it was definitely the most like negative parent interaction right. even on top of the dami in india because uh, that was healthy it wasn't so, even it might have been uncomfortable but it was healthy for them to be like let's have a conversation fair you know fair absolutely yeah what did you think about luca and Gemma's parents okay meeting? so oh my god i can't believe i'm admitting this so what do you imagine Gemma and luca <laughs> I don't have many. Gemma's family says they're proud of her. Luca's family says they miss him. Those are all the notes I have because my grocery order arrived. And so I started unpacking groceries during the rest of it. So you're going to have to kind of, I'm going to follow your lead on this one. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. Okay. So one big takeaway moment was first of all, uh, Luca's parents are actually so adorable so sweet i love that his dad really like they seem like cool people so cute his dad his dad was really funny but he also just seemed like a really sweet they were so supportive they were like 
that, that moment when they're talking about like missing each other, the, the, the parents were like, like, do you, do you miss home? And he, and Luca just starts crying. He's like, of course, like, of course I miss home. I just like, I, I started crying. Oh, I started so crying. Cute. Everything was adorable. Everything was adorable. <laughs> um, his, pa- his parents, his parents, you know, they were sort of mutually quickly talking about things that happened in the season and his parents were, because mom opens this up where she was like, there are moments where I was laughing, I was crying, and then there was moments that I wanted to come in and basically give you a whooping because you were a little arsehole, you know? And and Luca's just sort of like, okay, let's talk about it. Like, what what's going on? And mom just generally was like, listen, it was the overreactions. In she's like, it's the overreactions for me, babe. You know, like she's just saying like, you, you, you overreacted to a lot of things. You stuck your nose in things that didn't need your business. And, and, um, Luca was like, like the the stuff with Tasha and Andrew. And, and she was like, yeah, she was like, there were moments. And, and, and Luca had this moment where he was like, he goes, yeah, he goes, I've been thinking about it a lot. I felt that. And then hearing you say that, like, uh, like it was just this, it, he didn't, he wasn't shamed. You could tell that there was like a hint of like, he felt, he felt embarrassed, but he just, there was a major moment of a confirmation that this was something that he needed to reflect on and a, and a thing about himself he needed to work on. Actually, it was one of the first times that someone was calling Luca out for his behavior and he didn't get defensive. He totally Which shows it. he has respect for his mother. And I love that. So now I'm curious Huge. to know, Huge. and you see him treat Gemma that way too. You know, like he doesn't really fight with her. Mm-hmm. He, he hears her. her. So I, that's like, you know, I'll, I'll give Luca a green flag on that. I think that's hot. That's a really great quality. hundred percent. I just bit my bottom lip. Oh my God. Respect (laughs) the females. (laughs) No, literally because it, because, okay. When you said that's hot, like I, the, what's hot to me about what I saw with Luca and his mom was his, was his tapping into accountability and like self-responsibility that to me is fucking sexy like come tell me it's come come hither and come tell me that like like where you fucked up even if it's after the fact like let me know um so i i thought i thought that that was really important because we we are gonna make mistakes we listen every day I'm not a reactive person like Luca, but I have my own tics where I'm like favoring humor over mm-hmm. being vulnerable yeah. or like be like being vulnerable. I'll favor humor over be over vulnerability. And I'll say something that is like, not uh, wasn't appropriate. Right. I've done that so many times. And it's like lately I, I, I started to realize like, okay, I can accept that this is a part of me, but I can also be responsible for myself and say, that's a thing that you want to be more proactive in working on because it's not just enough to say, accept me as I am. Sometimes I might be insensitive because at the, just at the, at the chance of saying something that's comedic, like, come yeah. on, like the people in your life don't deserve that 24 no. seven. They do love you. They do accept you, but they also want you to think about them first sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's self-reflection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, so Luca represented that in that moment. So it was interesting bits, but then we see, yeah, good job, Luca. Then we see Gemma connect with her mom and her trainer, which I thought was really funny, but I get it because someone, you know, when you spend 
so much time training and performing for either a sport or a performing arts, you spend more time with the people that train you than you do your own family, your own partners, your own siblings. It's like, if, if you're not in those fields, like it's your coworkers, think about how much more you see your coworkers than your friends, yeah. your coworkers versus your family. Like, so this trainer, she obviously works very close with, but it was, thought it was funny. Her mom, she's very close to her mom did sort of this, like everything that you've done is right. Like, I think Gemma was calling back to a moment where she felt like she was, her mom's like, no, trust yourself. And I get that. I want, I, I think Gemma should trust herself. She is of sound yeah. judgment, but also like, baby, step down, take it back yeah. a bit. Receive. You know, receive, receive with your partner. She's really, Gemma's really good at that with other yeah. people. So I'm so interested with, with Luca, men. Yeah, that's my point is like what mm. happened? Like what I want to know. Come work with me. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm so curious. Could be a thing with her dad. That's what I'm saying. It could be a thing is with it, her dad. Is it that? Yeah, it usually mm -hmm. is, but like I also don't know where he is in the picture or whatever, but like whatever your earliest caregivers are. Yeah. Tight. They're tight. Like it sounds They're like tight. it. She's like I have way more of a personality like my father. But yeah. yeah, I'm interested to see. So um, I didn't really, I, I, I could see that Gemma was lighting up when when her her family were talking about yeah. Luca, but I didn't really get the sense that the family was like so gung-ho and so excited, mm -hmm. which to me was surprising because I expected that once, once Gemma's family, maybe I was just thinking about it this way. If my parents got to see someone, a partner, love me the way that Luca loves Gemma, my parents would be so yeah. happy. They'd be, they'd be like, they'd be like, thank God. <laughs> Finally. You know, they, they would, be, they would want it to be someone that is like, so, so like, so there right. for me. It only sees me versus like someone that's like, yeah, she's yeah. all right. I'll yeah, keep her. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I was surprising, but who knows? Yeah. And then, Anything else on no, that? No, because I didn't really watch it all of it. I didn't see Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. What else um, you got? Ekin and Davide. Oh, God. Oh, Davide and his relationship with his family is just absolute Cute. preciousness. Yeah. yeah. Cute. Cute. He loves his mom so much. His mom His mom said, my sweet boy. And he is a sweet he boy. Is. Yeah. Davide definitely has yeah. like an ego about him, but there's a tenderness in him for sure. You know what I mean? Like that has come through multiple times. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Ekin's family loves Davide. Davide's family finally feels that Ekin's in love with him after their last date, which I'm like one date. Like she, because his mom kind of shares like she was like. Mm, wasn't so sure and then that one date convinced her like I started she uh Davide's mom goes on to say like I started to see her open up and be more vulnerable and as Brie and I pointed out earlier when we're analyzing the date we're like it was calculated that <laughs> doesn't feel super genuine yeah. um yeah. so again if you like don't know what to look for you don't know what to look for and then Ekin's brother oh, god I so I didn't watch I remember you telling me about the after son with Ekin's brother and I didn't watch that but I see, so I see him for the first time in this, and oh my goodness! What a what a what a personality, to say the least. 
Oh, man. So he basically, like, low-key threatens Davide. He's like, she deserves the best, so you better give her the best. And it's like, okay, bro, like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, like, you just yeah. got here. Like, Settle can you just down. get to know him instead yeah. of, like, that's all you're going to say to him? Like. His personality is potent, potent. Yeah. It's honestly, at Sue's family, it's hard to get a read on all of them. Like, mom to me was also, like, I didn't know what was going on there. Well, brother, yeah, I just go ahead. didn't get it. I didn't get yeah. it. No, I just didn't get it. That's yeah. it. Um, you know, I don't know much about this. I've only read a little bit of like how narcissistic tendencies come to play. And there's one line of thinking that's like their parents overly dote on them and love them. So there's no accountability. They can do no wrong. And so I kind of get that vibe from their mom is like, she loves her kids, which and they can do no wrong, and they're never going to be in the wrong. Yeah, go ahead. And that would track. That would track because you know how Ekin will always sort of like defer to ask someone yes. else like what they think about yeah. a situation instead of asking herself what she thinks yeah. about something. If her mom was doting on her kids in that way and just sort of took care of all of their needs, which again we don't have any no. evidence to support this. These are theories 100%. that we're playing around with. Um, Ekin is probably very much in the habit of, and she did this with her mom too, where she was like, what did you think about that? And what do you think about now? And what do you think about this? And just really out of the habit of thinking and checking in with her own judgment and her own like uh, feelings. So how did something make her feel? She's constantly deferring to someone else about her own stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So then we have the votes. votes. We have the votes. And we have the, uh, the, uh, well, the, we had the votes the night before that we have the results of the votes at the end of this evening. Um, what a roller coaster of a day. Have everyone's parents meet so and emotional. then someone gets voted off yeah. the island. We end up losing Paige and Adam, which is kind of sad because uh, I find them to be a very compatible couple. Yeah. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like, my exact note in here is, funny how the couples with the least amount of votes by their fellow Islanders, the people that know them the most, are the ones that are last to be saved by the public. Like, it makes no sense. Like, Paige and Adam got two, Tosh and Andrew got one, yet Davide, Gemma, and Luca, who had the most votes from their fellow Islanders that they're because of the dynamic in their relationship, they don't feel they're true, you know, fully compatible or whatever. They get saved by the public first. I also think it's so interesting that no one voted yeah. for Dami in India. Dami in India would have been on my list. If I was there, I would have voted for Ekinsu and Davide and Dami in India. I feel like those are the two most not going to work mm. out couples personally. Um, I would have done this. I would have done the same thing. And 100%. so it's just really like, and that's why I say, you know, it confirms a lack of education of what makes a relationship healthy. People are either consciously voting for the drama intentionally, or they get swept up in the toxicity as passion belief. And facts. Yeah. And it's, it's freaks me out, but that's why we do what we do. That's why we created this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. We were like, here's a whole market. Everyone needs to be educated on this. Come and get educated with us. Also like, we're kicking around our own ideas. Like, I think one of the things that I enjoy is like when we share bits of this on like our social medias is we have other people chime yeah. in with either their own experiences or their own understandings. Sometimes those understandings reflect the need for this True. podcast. I won't lie about yeah. that. 
but <laughs> like, um, but it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're sharing a new understanding with each other. And sometimes we're validating each other's like experiences of like, yeah, that was fucked up. And actually I should have trusted my gut on this and so on and so forth. But, um, anyway, I, I agree. It was a shame. I mean, not that Adam and Paige are missing much, no, like they're literally gone still. for a day and then they'll just, they just miss out on, on yeah. winning. Um, but I can, it was, what was interesting to me about the Island vote is Ekinsu and Davide, while they have been supported in the house as a couple that they really wanted to see together because of how their energies match. It was interesting that most people agreed with us that it would never work outside right. of this place. That I thought that was that really pattern is exhausting, and it's like I said, it's been less of a intensity because of the villa. Like there's only so much she can get away with in the villa because it's the same fifteen people or however ten people, and so you know there's only so much she can do. There's only so much stimuli she has to work with. But out in the outside world, like there's so there's so many other factors that can contribute to these patterns and things for her to get upset about that she's not really upset about, but she's picking the fight about and all of that. That it's like Davide at some point's gonna just be over it. He already is over it. That's why he's like, okay, it's squashed. Like, what are you upset about? He's already over it. Like yeah. he's not gonna if yeah. she keeps yeah. doing that to him even for another month, like boom, that boy's gonna be out of there. I feel, especially mm-hmm. with other women. He said it too. Themselves at him, yeah. A hundred percent. He said it too. He was like, oh, "I won't, I won't deal with this outside." Yeah. Which really, he shouldn't be dealing Inside. with it in there. Because he what does really he think squash. that the villa's doing this to her? It's not. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah. yeah, and it's I think it's weird because Ekin stands behind it when she's talking to her mom. She's like, everyone at home knows that this is who I am. And it's like, how do you – how – if that – like, full transparency, and it's so funny because, like, I'm just like, I don't understand how someone can be like, this is who I am and not at all have a desire to step into a better way of being because it's like the whole reason I got into what I do today – was because I was like, I don't like the way I'm showing up. Like, this is how I'm creating my reality. Mm. And it's like the excitement of where I am now. And like, guys, I'm by no means perfect. Like, I still have so much shit to work on and will continue working on and healing the rest of my life. Mm. But like, Mm -hmm. it just Mm -hmm. kills me to see people be so stuck in their ways and complacent about being stuck in their ways, even when they see that it's not the most peaceful Mm play like the the results aren't the most successful it's like i just don't understand why people just get yeah i mean i do but it's a story for another day it just makes me sad but i can't force people to do the work (laughs) i can't i can't no but maybe what we could do is pay for a like jet stream advertisement um jet stream might be the wrong word but like an airplane advertisement and put it in the sky how do we do that? Have a banner fly around. Money. We need money, we baby. Be on every flight. <laughs> you know what we should do? We need to go on like, you know how we could really get the word out? We need to be on like a press tour. Okay, when are we going? We need to be interviewed by like <laughs> immediately. We would need to carve out like three, four are months out of our lives. Hmm. <laughs> I would love a Spice Girls like edition Let's tour bus it. for the I'm two down. of us. We probably don't need a tour bus. We probably could just live out of a oh minivan, God, the a two mini of house. us. 
Yeah. A mini house. You know those mini houses on wheels? <laughs> Have you seen those? I'm sending you pictures of our future mini house. Okay. You're going to love okay. it. It's adorable. Okay. Tucker can be in there. You mean like like a livable like like a livable RV van? Yeah, except it's cute. Also, you photos. Okay, word. Photos. Okay, perfect. I can't wait. <laughs> She's like, whatever. Okay, red flag, green okay. flag. Okay, <laughs> um, my red flag will be with Paige's mom not communicating with Adam about her true authentic feelings and concerns about Adam. Yeah, agreed. That's a solid red flag. A uh, family yeah. red flag. Yeah, for sure. Um, my red flag goes to Gemma and Luca for not ever, like, for actually ignoring that they had a fight. Like, I really think that they should have revisited it and per our recommendations earlier, explore, like, the cadence of the fight as opposed to the content so that they could get to a different place where they were starting to, um, be aware of and practice new, like, conflict patterns. That would really help them. Then they could actually probably prove, they would actually be able to prove like, listen, like we're actually going to last. And they would enjoy their relationship more because there would be stability there. Okay. I have Mm -hmm. a feeling just again, based off of what I've seen, Luca's anxiously attached. Gemma's a bit avoidant. And I really feel that Luca is craving some reassurance from her. Like tell that boy how you feel Mm. about him. He wants to know you care. At least yeah. we don't see a lot of that on the cameras, like with what we actually see on the show. So I don't, maybe she is doing that and they're just not putting that into the show. I think, no, I think she's doing it physically. I think they connect physically okay. frequently, often. They do a lot of cuddling. Okay. They do a lot of hugging. They do a lot of kissing in bed, in the villa. Like I think that okay. she's she's showing affection physically, but I agree. I do think that he's hungry for verbal reassurance um and she is not willing to give it to him because it makes her uncomfortable yeah, so i'm but i'm with you i feel like they have potential they really do they clearly get on it's just a matter of like great how can you stabilize the relationship so you both feel safe and secure with each other while you're continuing to be vulnerable you know that's so needed yeah bingo bango Green, green flag. flag. I'm going to give the green flag to India's mom, actually. for or I'm lying. India's uh, sister and cousin. I mean, oh my gosh. I feel really mm. bad. Dami's sister and cousin. I'm getting all my characters <laughs> mixed up. I'm envisioning the screen. Okay. And I think... We've been recording for yeah, hours. This is why. This is why. <laughs> the way that they hold Dami accountable for Casa in the most loving, lighthearted, and yet firm way, I think is beautiful and something that a lot of people struggle to do with their family and with their friends. You know what I mean? It's like they witnessed it and they were like, kind of like poking like Dami, like, what was that about? Why would you do that? You know? And then they lovingly were like, you know, yes, she brought Deji back, but she was more respectful and like, and he took it well. But I really feel that that's like a great, it shows kind of like what we were touching on before. It shows that coming from where he comes from, he has a good, healthy backbone of like support and accountability because they still supported him while holding him accountable. You know, they weren't like, that was awful. You're such a bad person. She deserves better than you. There was no cutting him down. It was just like, not cool, bro. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I, I thought that that was healthy to see. Um, it, and again, it made me feel better about where Dami right. comes from so that his behaviors are not just going to exist in For a vacuum. Um, my green flag is going to go to Adam for on his date with Paige. I think that it was really positive that he not only told Paige that she didn't have to continue to put on a front to like try to court him or like attract him. Like she, he let her know like he's already there and that he actually, I thought it was also really great that he told her, I stopped doing that after the first yeah. day. I've been, I've been, you know, just trying to connect with you since, you know, so I, I thought that that was really reassuring. And I think that that's a good, a good note, a uh, good note to take out of Adam's book for us who think that trying to be cool is the way to go. Sometimes you just want to be yourself and then tell people like, actually this version of me that you've been working so hard to get to know, actually, this is just me being me because I like you and I'm just taking for the real. risk. Oh my God. It's too exhausting nice. playing it cool. Okay. Well, thanks for hanging with us at the villa on Love Island. Um, sending you guys so much love. If you like this episode, please leave us a rating or a review and snap a pic and share it to the gram. Tag us at Ditch the Script Pod. And if you're not following us on social media yet, you should at Ditch the Script Pod, both on Instagram and um, TikTok. For those yeah. of you who have any questions, and go ahead. Go to yeah. our website ditchthescriptpod.com also uh if you do follow us on social media um we're gonna continue to cover other reality dating television um we have a couple ideas in mind for our next season however if you are binging a show that you would love our takes on please reach out to us on our like instagram let us know what your thoughts are let us know what you're feeling and um Bye.